recorded live. Hey everyone, Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Today is December 8th, 2015. This is episode number 122 entitled Best of 2015. Today here to discuss the best games from Nintendo, we have Steve. Hey everyone, cheers. <laughs> got that awesome looking uh, Nintendo mug there. Uh, we got Greg here as well. Hi everyone, all guys my 3DS. <laughs> there we go, there we go. And Barry. Hey guys, I don't have a Nintendo cup, but I will raise you Pac-Man. Ha-ha. There you go. All right, Pac-Man, Smash Brothers, it all connects. It it, it counts. And I got my uh, Luigi t-shirt on too. So we're all repping Nintendo in, in some sort of fashion here. Uh, so this is... Uh, going to be really cool. I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm always excited. Every year, we always recap the best games of the year. We give our top picks uh, for the Nintendo systems, and, and we crown our own game of the year. So uh, that's going to be really fun. And the cool part about this podcast is we like to make it interactive. We want to know what you guys pick as well. So as we're going to go through these, these topics, we want you to chime in and let us know what your favorites are as well. So uh, you can do that a couple different ways, and the details are on NintendoFuse.com right now. Basically, uh, there's talk show where you can actually call into the podcast live and almost like a little radio show. Uh, it's kind of cool. And then uh, we're streaming live on YouTube as well on the Nintendo Fuse channel on YouTube. In fact, so you can... sorry to interrupt. I just yeah. got a notification from YouTube Gaming that the Nintendo Fuse podcast is, is live right now. So, Me too. You know. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so in, oh. case, in case you didn't already know, <laughs> we're live. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> I would have never guessed the magic of the internet. Um, but yeah, so uh, we always love to make it really interactive. So as you guys post your comments and everything, you know, we'll, we'll read what you have to say as well. Uh, so shout out to Mike in the, uh, the YouTube chat. Um, and uh, if anybody else is there, post a comment and we'll, we'll give you a shout out as well. Uh, before we get into the best games of 2015 though, we want to briefly talk about some of the recent announcements. As you all know, the last podcast, we said that there was a Nintendo Direct, or at least, you know, we thought a Nintendo Direct would be coming. And, and as is history, we do a podcast, and then a Nintendo Direct is like days later, basically. It's always after the podcast. Somehow, in some way, shape, or form, it always follows the podcast. Um, so there was a Nintendo Direct last time, and we want to kind of briefly talk about some of the highlights of the Nintendo Direct. Um, so first of all, uh, there were a couple of uh, game announcements and release dates. Uh, so uh, Star Fox Zero is coming April 22nd. Um, so we got a date for that. Um, and then they also talked about uh, the much-rumored Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD, which is coming in March. Excuse me. So those are kind of the some of the big um, spring titles for next year. Um, any? Uh, are you guys excited about uh, about those games? I am, especially Star Fox. Um, the problem is this, though. So, um, the same day is the day I'm going down to Boston for PAX East. And therefore, I am torn because I'm going to need to go down to Boston for PAX East. Yet, at the same time, there's a game that's releasing the exact same day, and I'm going to be playing it like all day long. So it's going to be a hard day for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Twilight Princess HD looks pretty cool. Um, I'm still, I'm not sure if I'm going to, I'm torn there as well. I'm not sure if I'm going to 
get it or not. But um, as far as uh, Star Fox goes, I've, I've been excited from the very beginning. So um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. It's kind of unfortunate that that happens the same week as PAX East. Hey, you can always go to PAX East and just play it there. <laughs> just spend your whole time. I probably will. Playing Star Fox Zero there. <laughs> hey, you might actually have the review copy too to bring with you. Yeah, yeah. hopefully if, if I get, you know, if, am I on for the review? Man. I hope so. Yeah, you are. That means I've, yeah, are. I've played it like hopefully early than that. Then then I'll be okay. I'll be all set. But if I don't, we don't <laughs> get the review copy. Then I'm by myself. Then I'm in a predicament. But... Yeah, well, you are the one marked for it. So we'll play the heck out of the game for you on that day in your I'm, honor. I'm sure you will. <laughs> hopefully, there's online. Like hopefully, that's one of the things they're like, hey, uh, we've put it off because we worked in online multiplayer. That would make me incredibly excited. Please have to. Yeah, definitely. Um, Greg, what about you? Are those games uh, excite you at all? Uh, well, Twilight Princess more so. I really like that Amiibo. I have to have that, that one. So I've already got that bundle pre-ordered already. <laughs> so I'm also more excited because that Amiibo will actually function with the new Legend of Zelda game coming out hopefully at the end of next year. So that is definitely a good reason to get it. Um, Another game I am most excited for is the Mario and Luigi Paper Jam game that's going to be out in early January, too. That's going to be a lot of fun. I, I really love that series. Yeah. Yeah. I hear, um, Definitely. like, I know a lot of people in the beginning were kind of, like, not so sure about it, and now people are getting more excited about it recently. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Um, what about you, Barry? Uh, yeah, I've got them both pre-ordered, and I will be playing them both day one. And like Greg, i got to have that Amiibo, um, being the Amiibo, Amiibo collectors that we are and the Zelda fans that we are. Uh, absolutely have to have it. And, like, yeah, see, Greg and I both representing. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, I'm also excited for my Mario Luigi Paper Jam. And I think the biggest disappointment for me about that game is not the game itself. It's more the reaction because I see more and more people go, oh, it's just a filler title. Like, they're just dismissing it. I'm like, how is that a filler title? It's reusing assets, but it's a whole brand new game. And I think it's not going to do that well only because so many people are just dismissing it as a filler title. And I think that's a shame. Yeah. The, the most disappointing, I think, for, for Twilight Princess for me is just, like, I think it could have, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it looks great. Like, I, I think it could have looked even better. Um, I'm, not, I'm not, probably not dismissing it because it does look really good. Um, they put a lot of work in the textures and everything, and they look really sharp. Um, but I think in my mind, for whatever reason, I was like, you know, it could look like that that tech demo that they made, you know, a few years back. And I was like, that's what Twilight Princess could look like. And when it didn't, I'm like, eh. But, I mean, could, and that would have required, like, basically then, like, re, you know, creating the entire game. Um, not just kind of retexturizing a little bit. Um, so I don't know. I think that's that's one of the reasons why I'm a little disappointed in the look because I was expecting. I don't know why, and that's probably a, a stupid expectation. But I was expecting even better uh, visuals. Steve, did you learn nothing from Space World 2000? Did you really learn nothing from that? Tech demos don't mean anything. We're not going to get them. It's not going to happen. <laughs> don't get your hopes up. It's just going to wind up in disappointment. Sure. That's only good was, enough for a for a good thirty seconds, and that's about it. <laughs> Talk about the tech demo that was supposed to be Wind Waker. 
the tech demo that should have been Wind Waker, and then they ruined the visuals on that one. No, that was Space World 2000. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Twilight Princess HD is one of those, like, visuals, you know, whatever. I guess for me, I'm I'm kind of curious to see what they do with the um, the gamepad, if they kind of add additional functionality and everything and I think that might be kind of kind of interesting. Um, granted, I probably will mostly play it with off TV play if I do, but still, it'd be kind of interesting to see uh, what added functionality if if they included things with the gamepad. Plus, with the amiibo compatibility, like you know, what more are they going to do with the game using the amiibo? So that would be interesting to see. Most excited to play without a Wii remote because I never had the GameCube version; I had the Wii version. <laughs> That's a good point. I've always wondered. I've it, it does seem like they have went with the, the left-handed link, and so it looks kind of like the, the GameCube version, the original version, is is what they are remaking. So in a way, like for, for Greg and me um, and for others that have that have only played the Wii version, it's going to, in a way, kind of seem like a new game because like it's not, everything's flip-flops. So. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I did that. I played the Wii version, and then several years later, I went and played the GameCube, and it was pretty much a whole brand-new game. So it's a really cool experience. But, of course, it's been so many years now. It'll be like playing a brand-new game. There you go. Yeah. Twilight Princess was the only game, only Zelda game I've ever gotten rid of, like, traded in. Because um, I, I was like, eh, I'm not playing it that much. And at the time, I was, like, I was a college student, strapped for cash, and there was other games that I wanted, so I traded it in. And now, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, man, why did I do that? I'm like, no, oh, so maybe I'll replace it with, you know, the HD version this time. I don't know. I only traded mine in just to, for the, the reserve of the HD version. <laughs> Still had it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to better. it. Trading in Zelda games as blasphemous. Oh. <laughs> I don't know you anymore. I was young and naive. The only one I was happy to get rid of was Spirit Track. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I don't think I've ever traded in any Zelda games. I've I've only traded in games like once, and I've regretted it ever since, basically. Um, but uh, but I am excited to see what what they do for for Twilight Princess HD. Um, and then also, you know, the other Zelda game, basically that that is that is on the way for 3DS is Hyrule Warriors Legends. Um, so that's another remake of sorts, um, uh, and it's coming March 25th. And they kind of, you know, talked about Linkle a little bit, the female Link. Um, don't know how I feel about that name, uh, but Linkle is, is what it is. Um, and then the other big 3DS game that they discussed was Fire Emblem Fates coming on February 19th. Um, and I thought it was really cool how they have the uh, Birthright and Conquest versions, but then there's like that third version that you can get, which is uh, Revelation and everything. So you get all these kind of uh, different... Um, uh, sets and they had the one set, uh, the special edition with all three, uh, which looks pretty cool as well. So, um, lots of interesting stuff coming to 3DS uh, early next year as well, definitely. About time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and who's going to get that special edition of Fire Emblem Fates? Got to be so serious. Yeah. Although I'm wondering because it kind of just shows on, the, if you look at the graphics, it says, you know, all share the same cart 
but the the card or at least the box only shows one of them. I think it's Conquest. Uh, so it's like, what about Birthright and Revelations? Is it a brand new cart that has all three? Is it just you know one cart and the other two are download codes? Is you know I don't know how it exactly works, and that worries me because if it's just one with the download codes, I'm gonna be pissed off and have to buy at least Birthright separately. So I'm hoping they're all in the same cart and it's a special cart. If not, Nintendo heads will roll. My gist of it was that you'd get both physical copies of Birthright and Conquest, but then I think it's going to be a code for Revelation. It only shows the box. That's why if you look at it, it's only one actual Ah. game box. So, you know, there are other 3DS games out there where it's like, here are two games in one, and it's on one cart. So it's a possibility. Yeah, I guess. Huh, that'll be interesting to see what they what they do for that. Um, but it looks it looks kind of interesting. And I, I've never, I know, I know, everybody's gonna hate me for this. I've never gotten into the Fire Emblem series yet. But I mean, right here, the more and more right here, that I, mean, I see, the more I'm nothing. like, huh, maybe, maybe. But I mean, it's all about time now at this point, uh, getting the time for it. But but uh, regardless, it seems more and more intriguing each time. So um, we'll see. I believe. I believe Fire Emblem Awakening was part of the sale for Black Friday. You could have picked it up then. True. I might have actually had another game to put on my list of 3DS games when we talk about later because um, I struggled with some of those lists. But, um, Hassan, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hassan, you have a homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add that to my other list with Xenoblade and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, one of the other uh, announcements, basically, that they had uh, from the Nintendo Direct, uh, kind of the, the big announcement that, that, you know, had a lot of buzz behind it is Cloud from Final Fantasy VII is going to be a new DLC character in Super Smash Brothers. Um, kind of came out of left field a little bit, um, but uh, pretty interesting, pretty interesting. And they also said that sometime in December, they're going to have a special... Super Smash Brothers broadcast, I guess another probably Nintendo Direct gear towards Smash Brothers, uh, making some announcements. Um, and yeah, what do you guys think about Cloud and Smash Brothers? Yeah, um, totally like everybody else, unexpected. Um, cool, I think. Um, yeah, I, I played um, Final Fantasy VII. Um, it was one of the, I, like we had, um, my, my mom, I think, got one of the, the second generation PS1s. Um, and for us for like Christmas one year. Um, and so my, my sister and I shared it pretty much. Um, she played Guitar Hero a lot on it. Um, and I ended up finding Final Fantasy VII um, on sale, like used or something like that. And I remember playing through it and loving it. Um, but that's pretty much like the last Final Fantasy game I've ever played. And so um, you know, I have, it's been so many years removed from that game, but I remember liking it a lot and, and seeing him in Smash Brothers is definitely, um, so unexpected, um, but his moves look pretty cool. Um, he looks to be pretty powerful, and I'm I'm looking forward to trying him out. I think the the biggest thing that a lot of people have talked about and that I agree with is it kind of seems like it's opening the door for I don't know what's going to happen next in terms of new characters because um, Cloud is one of those that I think a lot of people didn't even consider as a possible character because like why would they ever put Cloud in Smash Brothers? Um, but now that he is, it's like oh well, who else might show up now? So I think that's I think the most exciting thing. Um, he looks cool, but I think the, the, the biggest thing that I'm excited about is, yeah, what does this mean for the series as a whole? 
Yeah, definitely. What about you guys, uh, Greg? I was actually kind of disappointed because Final Fantasy VII is obviously not on a Nintendo console. So, I mean, obviously it's good for the series to be able to include other characters, but I kind of thought it was going the characters that were supposed to be on, like, the console, and that's why Snake made it in because he was in some, like, the NES and games or whatever and everything. So, obviously, Mega Man has a history there, too. But, but yeah, I mean, more of a mainline Final Fantasy. I guess he's in the side game but that no one really knows too much about. <laughs> I kind of yeah, would rather wish... People know Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts says like what one game on Nintendo console a dream distance <laughs> more than one. No, there's a lot more than one because you get the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, whatever it is. And, oh, yeah. But that was another PlayStation series. I don't know. No, nope. I don't know. I guess when I thought of Final Fantasy, I was thinking of like four or six that have more of a prominence on actual Super Nintendo and even 3DS. So. Yeah. What about you, Perry? I, from a business aspect, it's a very smart move because the there's so many rabid Final Fantasy VII fanboys that I'm sure outside of the Square office for the last 10 years, they've just been like zombies foaming at the mouth, like gunning on the gates to get a remake. Which they finally did after Square's like we're not doing a remake, and they just kept doing it. So they're they're only making the remake to shut them up. Um, and there's such a you know such a, a huge force to be reckoned with that Nintendo needs all the sales they can get. So they're pretty much like you know throwing a Wii U in the crowd of them and like here you go, cloud, everyone pile on and buy our system. Uh, so from that aspect, uh, it's completely smart. Uh, I'll pick them up. I'll play with them. Uh, as a Final Fantasy fan from the very first one, uh, it gutted my heart to see that seven appear instead of a six or a four. Um, you know, characters like Terra would have been much better, or Cecil would have been much better, or Kane, or Locke, or anyone from those games would have just fit the universe a lot better and would have been more to the heart of Nintendo. And of, of Cloud, of all the Final Fantasies, that was the one where it deviated to Sony's system. That was the one that was supposed to come to Nintendo and didn't. And it's almost like a reminder, like, hey, hey, this is what you almost had, but you didn't. So my only hope out of all of this is that the remake comes to the NX and come to the NX as a launch title, like some kind of working out the deal. And I would have higher hopes for that if Mega Man Legacy Collection was actually coming to the Wii U, like in physical form, as opposed to use the 3DS since Mega Man got such love in Smash Brothers. So I guess that means nothing. We'll never know. Uh, at least not for another few years. But like I said, I'm sure the Final Fantasy VII fans listening to this will probably be like, yes, you! But, uh, you know, it was a good game. Highly overrated in my opinion. And I would have loved to see a four or six character there instead. I, I was thinking that there, this as it was announced too, I'm like, man, how, how cool would that be? Like, just like maybe not for the the history, the like that more for the history of the game than the actual game itself. I know the the remake is looking pretty awesome though, um, but to have that come to Wii U or NX or whatever would be kind of like wow. It's almost like 
I can kind of forgive the past now because we got the new version. It's kind of like, it, you know, it was still hurtful. It was hard to see there's the separation between, you know, from Nintendo and moving over to Sony, but at the same time, like, okay, I see, I see what you're doing now, Square. I, I'm, I'm willing to forgive the past because you've now come back around. So yeah, I hope, I only hope that they, they do bring it over to the Nintendo console as well. I wouldn't mind a Dissidia port either for the for the NX as well. I also want to touch on really quick. You did say like Terra and stuff like that. I think that would have been a much better fit because as a number of other people said, this is like another sword wielding character. And I just add to the bundle of like Link and practically all the Fire Emblem characters and a number of the other sword fighters that we already have. So that just continues that uh, use in there when it's the pedic. And there's a fun fact, uh, the day after the announcement, uh, one of my GameStops locally moved uh, to a new location in the mall, and they had a grand opening with the Nintendo rep. Uh, so I went there to talk with the Nintendo rep. He had a bunch of freebies. And one of the things he had was a picture of Link and a picture of Cloud, and he was asking everybody that came to the GameStop, you know, who would win now that Cloud's been announced, Link or Cloud? And it was like unanimous Link would kick the crap out of Cloud. Like, out of, like, Far hundred and something votes of people who actually decided to participate. Link had well over half of them. It was like 80% of them were saying Link. So I was happy to see that. At least there's some Nintendo love going on. Nice. Nice. Well, I guess, you know, they'll be able to settle it in Smash, right? We'll see uh, We'll see how, how those two will face off there. Um but, uh, yeah, I assume we'll hear more about it in the whenever the December broadcast is, um, which is rumored. I think there's a rumor for the 16th, I think, right? Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I think that, that um, was the, the newest rumor. People were thinking it was this past Monday, but that turned out to be something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see about the 16th. Uh, now, for this past Monday, what that actually turned out to be um, was Minecraft finally – coming to Wii U, uh, coming on December 17th, and it will cost uh, $29.99, and it's going to be an eShop download. Um, it's going to come bundled with six of the uh, DLC packs, um, and they're going to be adding more packs um, in the future, uh, including um, they kind of hinted at, like, Nintendo-themed stuff. So uh, there will be off-TV play as well, um, so that's another functionality. But, uh, but yeah, Minecraft coming to... Uh, Wii U. So that's happening. Um, anybody here excited about it? Mm, I, I'm excited. Like, <laughs> I would have been more excited that this happened three years ago. Um, not for not for me personally, because I'm not into um, Minecraft, really, but I know a lot of other people, and it, it could have been a really smart move for them to have it, you know, a while back. Um, but I, I think it's still a good move. I just think it would have been a lot smarter if they did it before, you know, um, 2015. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's, it's going to be good. I, I hope they do it well. Um, I hope they, you know, they incorporate touchscreen controls. I think that would be awesome to, to be able to manipulate um, blocks and stuff like that um, using the touchscreen and, and really, you know, fine-tune some, some stuff um, and everything. I, it could be a really cool experience with Minecraft, um, but I probably won't. I, I probably won't download it just because I'm just not a fan 
Um, but it is pretty cool what they're doing with it. They, you know, four player, four player, local multiplayer, eight players online. Um, you know, hopefully they do it. They continue to do it well. Um, but yeah, it, it's not really my thing. I kind of share the same sentiments. I kind of share the same sentiments. It's not really my thing, and I also kind of agree it's a little bit kind of late for it as well. I'm kind of sounds like it's like Watch Dogs again, where it's like, oh, let's release it on other consoles, and then oh, six months later, here you go, and then it's then like, oh, why didn't it sell? Well, everyone already played it, beat it, and was done playing it. But I know Minecraft has that addictive thing where it can keep going on forever. But I'm sure those that have already know about the game have already have a way to play it, whether it's on a mobile device or PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. So kind of seems like it might be somewhat disappointing in sales when if it was closer to the launch period, it probably could have done a lot better and helped out the Wii U definitely more. You know, it's yeah. bad. The PlayStation Vita has a game before the Wii U. I thought today. I mean, it, it it's way too little too late. It's great that it's there. I'm not going to get it. Uh, I've never been a fan of Minecraft. Um, I'm happy that there are tons of people that play it. I think it's a great game. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, I'm happy that Nintendo has it before the holidays. You know, it's another thing in their catalog. You know, if they do do a retail release, I'll pick it up just to try to say, hey, look, Nintendo get more third parties. But, you know, it, it's too little too late at this point. It's like, you haven't, you know, you're bleeding from from your your neck and it's just coming down and you just put a little band-aid over it. Like, look, Minecraft, you know, it's not, not going to help you. It, you're still going to bleed to death. Uh, it, it's, that's it. It's just a little band-aid. And it's a band-aid that could have been applied years and years ago. The only thing I find humorous about it is that Microsoft is the one publishing it um, since they own the company. So... That's a thing. Microsoft is actually putting out a game on the Wii U. Wrap your head yeah. on that one. Yeah, especially in, in Japan because it actually is like Microsoft publishing it. And in America, it's still, you know, under the name of Mojang. But in Japan, it like actually is Microsoft published, um, which is, yeah, really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Windows logo was for in Super Mario Maker. Hmm. <sighs> uh. No, well, now uh, talking about Smash Brothers characters, <laughs> maybe see some. Master uh, Chief's coming. No, right. no. He's confirmed. Confirmed. You heard it here. No. Clippy's no. coming. Clippy. <laughs> Master I, I Chief would... Amiibo, everything. Um, no, but uh, uh, I want to give a shout out to some people Half-Life in the chat as well. You. Oh gosh. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Richard Romero. Uh, he says, I feel like anyone who wanted to play Minecraft has already found a way to play it by now on several other platforms. Um, agreed. And then uh, also Pink Shoot 2 Puppy 01, shout-out as well. So thank you to everybody in the chat posting your comments. Continue to post your comments, and we will uh, uh, continue to, to read them um, on the on the podcast as well. I agree with Mike uh, in the chat that, uh, that yes, Minecraft Steve should come to Smash only because I'm not a huge fan of Minecraft only because I want a character named after me. <laughs> Here, Steve, instead, instead of wasting one of those valuable three character slots left, there's this cool thing they added called the Me Fighter where you could put a Me <laughs> called Steve right there. You see, I, see you have I got one. Right it, he kind of looks like that right there. And, and there he's named go. Steve. 
Like I said, he has brown hair instead of blonde hair. You have Steve. You have Steve. <laughs> you don't need another Steve. I just can't play online with him. Well, that's just because you can't connect it either. That's besides the point. Uh, you can play online. <laughs> you used them when you played against me and Hassan. Well, uh, yes, yeah. when I can play friends. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, we all play. Greg's in the game. I'm in the game. Like, everybody's in the game, right? I mean, you know, anybody can be in the game. <laughs> Literally, well, even Reggie's like Obama game. or somebody. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> Smash Brothers has everyone. Uh <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so you know we'll see uh, we'll see what happens with the Smash Brothers Direct and everything uh, this month. Uh, we'll see. But that's pretty much it for some of the highlights of the recent news uh, that came from the Direct and then the Minecraft announcement as well. Um, but uh, the uh, now I mean now you know we're we're in December. I mean it's the end of the year, and so it's that time to kind of look back at all of our top games of the year and. <laughs> Literally, look behind you. Like, look, look back over there. Don't you see them? They're way back there. Amiibos. Um, that's, that's what was big this year. Amiibo. <laughs> that is true. That was big. Um, so we have basically these are the categories. Here's how it's going to work. So we're going to start off with the eShop category. So we're going to do 3DS eShop, and then Wii U eShop, and then we have 3DS and Wii U, and then we're going to go into like our overall uh, top choices, and then crown our game of the year. Okay. So we're basically all going to take turns picking a choice, picking some, some game, and we're all going to start with our number three choice. We all pick the top three, uh, and we're going to go in order uh, and pick our number three choice, and we'll all go back around in our number two choice, et cetera. So starting with the 3DS eShop, these are games exclusive to the eShop, not retail titles, eShop-only games. Uh, we're going to start off with Steve. What is your number three choice? My number three on the Nintendo 3DS eShop was Stretchmo. Um, it's a game that I actually forgot about <laughs> until I was looking at the list. I was like, oh, right, that came out. <laughs> um, and, uh, it, and it's cool because it's, it's one of those, um, <laughs> actually, I have, uh, spoiler alert, I have two on my list that actually are free to play or free to start games. And um, Stretch Mode is one of those. And I think it's cool that they, I mean, I've always been a fan of, of those games. And, um, and just, you know, bringing it in a new way um, was kind of cool. So, yeah, Stretch Mode is uh, number, my number three for the eShop, 3DS. Nice. Uh, Greg, what's your number three? Um, well, sorry that my computer just decided to overheat really quick. But uh, my number three was the Nintendo Badge Arcade. Um, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I haven't paid any a single dollar into it yet for five players. I've just been playing it daily, and I've already got well over 100 badges already. So I've been having a blast with it. It's kind of cool to be able to decorate your home menu and everything, and I'm still able to have fun without even paying a single uh, dollar towards it. Nice. All right, Barry, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Dragon Fantasy, the volume Westeria, which is a uh, game released for the Wii U and the uh, 3DS. It's a very, very cool, old-school RPG. And if you couldn't guess from the title, uh, Dragon Fantasy is a mashup of Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. Uh, and it plays just like Dragon Quest. Uh, and it's, what's interesting about it is the story is short, but it's actually broken into like three different stories, uh, three different perspectives. So you actually play through the same story three times, but from different perspectives. 
And like one of them has a traditional uh, party setup where you can like recruit people. Another one, you don't get anybody in your party, but you can capture monsters and they fight with you. So it like really changes up the dynamic and it's, it's really worth giving a shot. Nice. Interesting. Uh, for me, I didn't have a third choice. I only have, I only had a top two because I just didn't play much. So I guess I'm going to pass for now. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. What's your number two fail. Uh, my, my number two is uh, going back to the, here's my other, uh, my other free to start, free to play game. Uh, it's Pokemon Shuffle. Um, I am uh, apparently a sucker for match three games um, because I've been like, I play this game all the time. And um, it, it was one that I like, I, I started like later on in the year, um, they came out with the game for, for iPhone and I downloaded it and um, I played it a couple rounds, but I, I went back to 3DS because I was so far along that I was like, oh, I want to restart this thing over again. So I'm back to 3DS um, recently and I've been playing a lot more and, and it is one of those games, like like Greg said, I, I've gotten so much game uh, time with it, and I don't think I've ever spent a penny in terms of um, of paying for the in-app purchases or in-game purchases or anything like that because you get um, a play like every 30 minutes or whatever. So it actually works out well for me because like it puts me on a time limit because <laughs> I think it'd probably be one of those games that I, that I would spend hours and hours playing and wasting my life probably playing. Um, but because I only get so many um, plays for, you know, every hour or whatever, um, then, then it kind of puts me in that limit. So uh, it's been really fun. Nice. Uh, what about you, Greg? What's your number two choice? My number two was a uh, little indie title called box boy. Um, well, not really Indio, it's by Nintendo. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, so it was a fun little puzzle game. You have to maneuver around as a little box, and you obviously can kind of stretch out and reach onto other platforms, and which is kind of a unique kind of platforming adventure game. Um, so we're pretty much small little levels bundled together to, into worlds, and I just had total blast playing. I was really surprised by title. Nice. All right, Barry, you're up. What's your number two? Uh, like uh, Steve, I've got a couple free to start games. And uh, my number two is uh, Pokemon Picross was my number two, um, which just recently came out. It was one of the ones announced in the latest Direct. Uh, I never played a Picross game. I own several of them. I just never had the time. Uh, while I was on vacation, I figured, ah, I'll give it a try. Why not? So I tried it, and I actually fell in love with the idea. And I'm not a fan of Sudoku. But I like trying to, you know, use logic and math to solve the puzzles. And it's a guaranteed catch. So I was like, oh, cool, I'm starting to do this and use the Pokemon. And I, the energy level kind of, or the energy limit to play is kind of daunting because sometimes you can only do like two or three puzzles and you have to wait, you know, like five hours before you can do more. But there's also in the game, which I find unique, is if you get enough pick rights, which is the currency, you could actually upgrade your energy limit to unlimited. So you can turn a free-to-play game with restrictions to a free-to-play game with no restrictions. Uh, and I like that. I like that there's that option if you play it enough. And it's a fun game. If you like Pokemon and you like Picross, give it a try. It's, it's free, so no harm. It and is. Again, it's, haven't it's, it on. it's really good. Like, if we had a top four, it would have been my number four, as I'm I'm a big fan of Picross as well. And, and I've had a lot of fun with it. So um, 
spoiler again, uh, my review is going to probably be pretty high. On this one. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Ross, by the way, in the chat. So shout out to uh, to Ross. Um, but uh, so for me, I do have a number two choice, uh, and it was a Nintendo Badge Arcade. Um, like Greg, uh, it's, it's been fun to kind of mess around with and, and get. I actually played this a lot on the Japanese um, uh, version, on the Japanese system that I had, you know, a while ago. So I actually kind of gave up all hope that it would come out in the U.S. because it, it had been out for a while in Japan, and it finally came out. So I haven't gotten the chance to play much on my U.S. system, though. Um, which, by the way, I know in, like, every podcast for, like, the last year almost, I've said, I'm going to be waiting for, you know, my, I want them to release a blue color system for the new 3DS XL. I ended up just importing it. They actually have a blue color U.S. region system in like Malaysia and Singapore. So I ended up getting it. So now I have a new 3DS XL finally. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted that blue, so I had to import that. Um, but uh, yeah, Nintendo Badge Arcade is, uh, is, uh, is pretty cool. Um so uh, on to you, Steve. What is your top choice? My number one uh, pick is uh, is interesting because it's uh, it's a game in a series that when it was first uh, announced uh, many years back, I think the first one was on Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. I can't remember. I think it's Game Boy Advance. Um, I was not into at all. And then um, it was a few years ago. I ended up getting. Uh, the DSiWare thing version of this game, and then I was like, oh, it's kind of cool and everything, and lo and behold, uh, when the 3DS and the Wii U version came out, um, we got the the uh, 3DS uh, eShop version of Mario and versus Donkey Kong Tipping Stars, and I was sold. Um, it's such a, a fun game. Um, I think the, the be able to, to create your own levels and share them and um, and you're encouraged to share them and to, you know, you can actually like tip stars to the ones you like. So that's kind of where the tipping stars comes in. Um, it's just a fun game. It's challenging. The puzzles are, are challenging, the ones that built in. And then it's really cool to see what other people come up with. Um, way before Super Mario Maker was doing their, you know, automatic levels, there's levels in, in Mario versus Donkey Kong tipping stars that are automatic, which is really cool just to sit back and just watch all the stuff, you know, interact with each other and, and do those automatic levels and stuff too. So um, highly recommend it. And, and you do get both versions, which is kind of cool. Um, I did not get the Wii U version because the review and it's just a long story, but I won't share right now, but, um, but yeah, it's pretty cool to, uh, to be able to um, just, yeah, have that challenge. It's a, it's a substantial game as well. So um, highly recommend Mario versus Donkey Kong tipping stars. Nice. There you go. So that's Steve's top choice for 3DS eShop. What about you, Greg? What's your top choice? Well, on a previous podcast, I mentioned how much I loved uh, this game. So if you were listening to older podcasts, you would know it's a game called Binding of Isaac. Um, it's also on the Wii U eShop, but I figured it was better suited for my on-the-go uh, commute. And I've been addicted to it for months. It's a different game every time you play it. It's randomized dungeons, random power-ups, even different selectable characters, different challenges to do. There's just so much stuff to unlock and to play with this game, and no two games are ever the same, and I really like that aspect because obviously that carries on the replayability of the game. 
So I've had a total blast playing it. I I just decided to start playing a different game now, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just go back to Binding of Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. So that is Greg's top choice for 3DS eShop. What about you, Barry? Uh, mine, well, first, uh, I do have one actual honorable mention, which two of you already talked about, so I'm not going to say much. It's the Nintendo Badge Arcade. I uh, just had some fun playing around with that, and, uh, you know, it. Well, you know, you can get a lot of badges for free, so I like that. But the crane game just couldn't top the others. My number one, like Steve, it's Pokemon Shuffle. Uh, he liked it. I liked it. Uh, I've actually played it since the beginning. And uh, I don't know if this will actually show up here, but I've actually got every single thing in the game hmm. that you can, full money, full plenty of hearts, and I didn't spend a single dime. It's very easy to do without spending any money. It's easy to farm money. It's easy to get stuff. There's always contests every week, and there's new Pokemon and new story, and they're up to like 200, I think about 230, I think they're up to now with it which is just great considering that the original games ended at like 150, which was Mewtwo, and they're up 250. So they added 100 levels since it came out for free on top of tons of EX Pokemon and tons of, you know, daily stuff and Safari. It's just a great puzzle game, well worth giving a try. Know that you don't have to spend any money. And just every two and a half hours, sit down and go, and then put it away. And you'll, you'll be surprised by how quick your day goes when you play by shuffle. And what I mean by that is you put it down and you go do some other stuff and you're like, oh, I should be near five hearts. And you open it up and you're at five. And you're like, has it really been two and a half hours since I picked up this thing? And you don't realize it, but playing this game, you realize how fast time flies, but it's definitely worth sure. it. And again, it's free. So pick it up. And, it, and it's pretty much half the time that I turn my 3DS on, I see Barry online playing Pokemon Shuffle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to. I never actually got the chance to uh, to play it. I guess I kind of dismissed it, but maybe I should give it a chance. Um, I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, my top. Have been your number Pokemon three. Related though. Yeah, right. I, I could have done that. Yeah. Um, my top choice was the other Pokemon game that was talked about, Pokemon Picross. Um, the uh, I played other Picross games before, and I and I I always enjoy them. Um, so it's cool to kind of have that that Pokemon twist to them as well. So. Um, even though I've only it's only been out for a short while, um, I've still enjoyed uh, what I've seen so far. So it's been good. So that's kind of it's, it's yeah. kind of sad that um, the other the other Pokemon um, free play game it got no love from us at all. The Rumble oh. World. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. Which one was the other one? The Pokemon Rumble World. Oh, that was oh, that was free to play. That's right. Yeah, I that <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that great. Some of the are much better. <laughs> at least you know two out of three for Pokemon. So <laughs> at least that's good enough, I guess. Passing, I think. Um, so that was the 3DS eShop. Now let's take a look at the Wii U eShop. Um, and I'm just gonna just straight up say spoiler alert. I have zero choices. I have not played any Wii U eShop games this entire year. I'm a bad fan. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I, I uh, went to the dark side and started playing more like PS4 and stuff this year. So, um, yeah, I know. Good one. I'm terrible. 
<laughs> the the but, indie uh, scene has really has really stepped up their game this year too. And yeah. <laughs> don't don't feel bad. Well, I will leave it up to uh, I'll leave it up to you three to tell me what games I need to to try out now. So I'll definitely uh, keep an eye on your suggestions. So let's start off with you, Steve. What's your your number three suggestion? Well, the first game you should try out then is a little game called Adventures <laughs> of Pip. Um, and I know it's it's on other consoles too, so maybe maybe you've played it on PS4, or your <laughs> phone, or anything like that. But uh, Adventures of Pip is a pretty awesome uh, uh, example of how we can't like the, any developers have really taken you know something simple as a as a platformer and and turned it up to something new um, with these, these transformations and putting in, in like kind of in a video game kind of world. Um, where he transforms between 8-bit to 16-bit to 32-bit, um, and and kind of like like each level of Pip has different features that he can do, and so sometimes you need his 8-bit form, but sometimes you need the full form, and and uh, and it's pretty cool to like transform between different ones and stuff. So um, if you're an adventure um, platformer fan, um, Adventures of Pip is is definitely a a fantastic game on Wii U eShops. Cool. I uh, will keep that in mind. Uh, Greg, what is your number three? Um, well, it's, I don't even know if I know how to pronounce this properly, but it's like that um, Smith Alarumbra game that was on the Wii U, and it was just like a fun little puzzle game that I got to download, and you can kind of like, like um, it was kind of like the color-based thing, kind of similar to Rumbo, but not kind of different like you were able to like make like the ground ice and stuff so you can like slide and it was pretty interesting way to to solve puzzles and adventure through um it was just kind of interesting to see because you're like chasing like this void and you want to become like one and everything and it was just i don't know i'm probably not even explaining it very well because i haven't played it in a while but i do remember it was a very fun time where i was having playing it I can probably spell out the nice. title if anyone's really interested. <laughs> <laughs> you said, uh, I think I have it, like N-I-H-I-L-U-M-B-R-A, right? Yep. N- Nihil- I Nihilumbra. remember that game coming out. <laughs> Nihilumbra. That's, I'm, I'm going with that. <laughs> um, all right, Barry, uh, looks like, what's going on with your, your number three over there? Little, uh, like non-existent. Like you, son, I uh, and many people who know, I am not a digital person. So therefore, the games I had on my list are reviews or uh, free to play. So I do not have a number three. Uh, so uh, yeah, I can't give you a suggestion. Of <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you, you, you know, know that, like, I feel like. You know what? I'm I'm just gonna steal Steve. The Ventures of Pip. There you go. At least you can pronounce that one. <laughs> yeah, that was easy to pronounce. <laughs> Much easier to pronounce. You know, it's uh, it's interesting when like a bunch of us are missing certain like games and even a top three. It's like you know that the systems are winding down. Then like something's happening this year. Then, um, but uh, all right, so let's let's circle back to Steve. What's your number two? All right, number two is a game that you will see my review coming out really soon, hopefully, um, is Toto Temple Deluxe. Um, uh, Nick and I got a chance to check this out uh, back at PAX East this year, 
And um, it was one of those games that we knew nothing about going into. And all of a sudden we would play it. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is really fun. Um, it's, it's a, definitely a multiplayer game. Um, there is a single player aspect, but it's really, it's, it's designed to, to have four player uh, multiplayer. And it's, it's just one of those chaotic games, like everything happens on the same screen. And so there's kind of two main modes, like you can do different things within each of these modes, but it's really two main modes. One involves um, grabbing a goat um, and holding him for the longest um, time while other players are trying to steal him. Um, and you're grabbing coins and all this other stuff. So it's just chaos. Um, but the other uh, mode involves uh, grabbing a bomb and getting next to the other players without them stealing it, and the bomb will go off at a random time. So it's kind of like a hot potato sort of thing, but instead of you're, you passing it around, you're actually trying to steal it from each other, um, and then it could go off. And if, if your opponents are in within the radius of that bomb, they'll you'll defeat them, and the goal is to be the last one standing. So um, it makes for some fantastic party times like you get four players jumping around you're just like screaming at each other and, and yelling and uh just having a blast so um toto temple deluxe is a a great party game nice that sounds that sounds pretty cool uh greg what's your what's your number two well this one's significantly easier to pronounce and i went with a review that just went live on our site recently it was a game called elliot quest um it's basically like a spiritual successor to Zelda 2, my all-time favorite Zelda game currently. Um, it, you just explore around. There's an overhead map where you can go into side-scrolling portions. You venture around in temples. You find magic items. You use items. It was basically, if they were able to make Zelda 2 any better, I'm sure this is what it would have looked like. Cool. So that is Elliot Quest. Uh, Barry, what's your number two? Well, good news, first of all. I actually thought of another game I actually played this year. Uh, which this is it by default, game number three? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's really <laughs> default, which is one that Stephen, Mike, and I have all reviewed, which is Trine Enhanced Edition. I forgot that was actually this year. Although I can't say I totally recommend it <laughs> unless it's 2 o'clock in the morning with two other buddies and you're just having a blast killing yourself. Um, Even when I decide, you know, my my internet drops and and we're playing, you know, on our own and whatever and, like, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't recommend it, but it's my number three because I actually did play it. Um, But, no, my my number two uh, is kind of a page off of 3DS, which is Dragon Fantasy, again, uh, because I didn't really play many Wii U games, and I did actually play both versions of this uh, to test it out. So uh, what I said before, follow through. If you can't play it on the 3DS, Try it on the Wii U because it's there too. Cool. Um, all right. So we're down to our, our top choice for Wii U eShop. What is it for you, Steve? I don't know. Hassan, do you have one? No. Nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, going with the party game uh, again, it's Runbo. Um, Runbo was my my favorite uh, Wii U eShop game. Um, similar, actually, to. Um, uh, Toto Temple Deluxe. There, um, I, I played both games the first time the same day at PAX East this year, and um, they were like uh, a kitty corner to each other um, at the the show floor. So we were like, um, I play one, and then we go over there and play the other one. And um, also a great um, party game, a little more um, variety, I guess, um, which is maybe why, the reason why it took 
um, first place over Toto Temple, um, just because I think there's a little more variety to what you can do in the game and that the fact that it allows for nine players. Um, that alone kind of stepped it up above uh, Toto Temple because Toto Temple is just four players, but um, Runbo having nine players on the same screen, um, getting more players in, you know, if you have a, a big party, um, a lot of people over, um, getting more players in the game is just makes for a really fun experience. And so um, I play I play games to have fun, and Runbo is a lot of fun, and so that's why it took number one for me. Very cool, very cool. And I think you had an honorable mention as well, right? I did, yeah. Uh, Fast Racing Neo, if it was out before this list, before they made this list, it might have made the list, but i just say, like, it, it probably will be one of my favorite games um, on the eShop this year, but not out yet, so I couldn't, like, legitimately put it on my list since I don't know what it's going to be like, but it, it probably will be pretty good. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so on to Greg with his number one choice, which should sound familiar. Yeah, and actually it'll, it'll echo Steve's number three pick. It was Adventures of Pit. Um, obviously Steve already gave a pretty good description of it, but I had quite a blast playing it. And I've been revisiting it from time to time, even up to like these last couple of months. So I've been having a lot of fun and still haven't completed it yet, but slowly working my way there. Very cool. All right, Barry, what is your number one choice? Adventures of Pip. No. Uh, That was your number three pick, Barry. No, number three was Try and Enhance Edition now. It should have been Uh, Adventures of Pip. That's a much better game than Try and Enhance Edition. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number one is Typo Man, which uh, I've been playing now for review, and uh, I'm not all the way through it yet, but from what I played, uh, it's not a perfect game. Uh, there's definitely some problems with it, but in terms of originality, it's sky's the limit. Uh, it's just it's a very original puzzle platformer, but it's 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 not like I was expecting more of a little bit of a slow pace for like like something like a Limbo, which had a little bit more of a slow pace. And this, while it has slow parts, there are some parts where it's like a hair. Like if you're a hair too late, you're dead. Like, it's very unforgiving. You really have to keep moving. And I didn't expect that. And I guess it's a pro and a con. But it's definitely worth at least trying out the demo. Nice. And, and Barry did do an interview with the uh, the developer as well. So you can check that out, uh, which was uh, really cool. So, um, yeah, definitely an, an intriguing game. So I guess we end the Wii U eShop category with, you know, a lot of knowledge there, some great titles, and I need to go back and, and play some stuff, apparently. So... <laughs> Uh, I have a good list set up here now of games to uh, to go back and play. All right, so now we are on to our uh, retail categories here. We have the Nintendo 3DS. So kicking things off with the number three choice for Nintendo 3DS is C. Well, I got to admit, um, I didn't really play too many retail games this year. Most of the things that I played on the 3DS was eShop, and, and I was even looking back through the list, and um, there wasn't much released this year for the 3DS, um, really. Like, there was, there was slim picking, and so my number three is actually a game um, that I have not played, um, but uh, from what I've played in the past, and reviews I've read, and 
um, little experiences with demos and, and things like that. So I've not actually played the full game, uh, but, but all those combined, um, I think it, it's worthy to, to mention um, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it, it seems like a great game. I didn't, the reason I didn't jump into it is not because I don't think I like it. It's really because I still have so much to do with Monster Hunter 3 Try or whatever um, for on, on Wii. That, like, there's no way that I would um, have the time to jump in into another game um, to, to try all that again. So if I had the time, I definitely this would, would have been a game that I would play this year. Um, but even, even though I did play it, um, the full game, uh, I, I still think it's worthy enough to mention for number three. Nice. All right. Uh, Greg, what is your number three choice? Um, well, like Steve, um, I knew there was Slim Pickens this kind of year, but this was actually one I, was, I did play because I actually couldn't find a game that I haven't played that would replace it. So I picked the Puzzles and Dragons Z, the Super Mario Brothers uh, edition game. Um, it's not something I would have preferred to pick, but as I said, I couldn't even locate a different title to replace this slot. Um, it was kind of interesting. It just seemed like it was really, you really had to know how to play those tile swapping games, which I'm not very good at. So um, obviously at the beginning, you can whiz right past it, and then eventually you'll hit that one point where you're supposed to be very knowledgeable and know exactly what moves to make in advance, and that's usually where I start to fail. So, the demo hmm. is like one level is, really easy and the other one is incredibly difficult <laughs> like and so i was playing again again a game that i was playing at pax east i'm like oh my goodness i don't know if i could ever get used to this game um because i'm used to the simple uh style match threes and stuff but it's not like fast paced and going to flip multiple tiles at the same time like wow i'm not ready for this i need some practice mm. yeah it definitely seems uh seems interesting um so, hmm, okay. I guess we'll uh, see how that one is. Um, on to uh, Barry with his number three choice. Unlike Steve and Greg, I've actually played a hell of a lot of of retail 3DS games this year. In fact, I've probably played the 3DS more than any other system this year. So I have a lot of... I've played them all. <laughs> what? You've probably played all the 3DS retail <laughs> <laughs> for all I know, um, but, but I, uh, I I did have to pick it three, but I do have a lot of honorable mentions when I get towards number one. But uh, my number three is actually probably going to be a surprising to some people because it didn't get the best reviews, but it has a special spot in my heart, and that's Chibi Robo Ziplash. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people were saying it's the death of Chibi Robo, and it very well maybe, but I it didn't didn't pick up until like the third or fourth world, but then it just had a charm. And it was before it was like, oh, let me do like two levels and I had to put it down. And by the end, I was 100% in the game. I was playing like eight levels at a time, just trying to get everything. And just the charm and the, the candy and the snacks and the toys and the costumes. And it was just, it, there's just so much to it that you could tell the developers really were putting, you know, a lot of a soul into this game. And if you haven't played it, give it a chance, at least to the fourth uh, world. Uh, there are definitely some vehicle levels that are unforgiving. I understand that. But you learn the patterns, and it's, it's, it's much easier than things like Battletoads, uh, which is what some people, you know, acquitted it to. But it's, it's worth it. It's, it's just, worth, just worth it for the charm alone. 
I mean, come on, what other game can you pull up Tootsie Pops and go, yay, Tootsie Pops, and then have a toy ramble about how the sweet, yummy thing of Tootsie Pops. I'm like, all right, this is cool. This is different. This is something that's not on any other system. So that's my number three. I did not hear the, the, the comparisons to Battletoads. Yeah, yeah, because it's a, it's a jet, there's jet ski levels where you have to, like, use your zip lash to power the jet ski, and you're constantly draining energy to keep the jet ski going, so you have to constantly get energy balls while you're doing it, and there's bombs and stuff, and if you get hit, it could it could do so much damage to your energy that you can't recover, and it's over, and it's it's like a three-plane thing where you have, you know, top, middle, and lower, and you can switch between them at any time. And you have to constantly switch between them. There's only like four or five levels like that, so it's not the whole game, but it it spices things up, and it's I think it's fun. It's a memorization thing. It's old school Nintendo style, and uh, I like that. So cool. Yeah, I was debating getting it partially because of the amiibo. Really, uh, didn't get a chance to get it yet, but I might still uh, pick that up. Um, so uh, my number three choice. Um, I actually uh, don't have a number three choice. Um, oh my God! I only one who played this. I promise. The game. I, from now on, I will have a choice for everything. It's just now, up until now. From now on, I'll have I'll have choices. It's not not yet. So I know I'm, I'm a bad gamer. I'm I becoming a. Be announcing one of those uh, later on. Down. His uh, an announcement of his uh, PlayStation uh, podcast is going to be coming out. <laughs> PlayStation Fuse. <laughs> check it out. Um, <laughs> I'm becoming one of those dreaded uh, casual gamers. Like, what? No. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I so moving on. I, I promise from now on, though, I have I have actual picks. Uh, so up until now, though. Um, so, Steve, what is your number two choice? All right. So we're looking at, uh, yeah, I forgot for a second. I was like, category? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, 3DS. Um, way back at the beginning of this year, there was a remake of a uh, game that I did a review on, and um, I I liked the original game, and I really liked the remake uh, as well. Um, kind of like an addition, not really a remake, but um, it's called uh, Ace Combat Assault Horizon Legacy Plus. Um, I like, as you guys know, um, I'm really looking forward to Star Fox. Um, I love flying <laughs> games. I, I think they're fantastic. I think it's fun. Um, mainly because I, I really enjoy flying. I wish I could fly an airplane myself. Um, and I think the, the added um, bonuses of, you know, the, the 3D effects and um, especially playing on a new 3DS is awesome because I can actually move around and stuff um, and not lose the 3D, um, uh, which is fun because in, you know, older Star Fox or Star Fox 3D and, and the original, um, it's just like... <laughs> You can't play the 3D on, uh, but now you can, and it's so much fun um, to to play that. And having having the the uh, the amiibo functionality and and or uh, or not amiibo, but the uh, different functionality where you can get the like the um, themed uh, aircraft and stuff like that um, after Mario um, and you know characters and things like that is is just cool to to add in that that extra stuff. Um, so it's fun. It's um, yeah, it's just it's just a fun game. So if you're into flying stuff, um, definitely one to look at. Cool. Um, I I was curious about that game too. Um, it, it seemed interesting. So nice. Um, all right, Greg, what is your number two choice? 
Well, this is the one that I, I knew that I should put in the list, but I haven't played it yet. Um, I'm thinking that I might get it for Christmas, but it's the uh, Spike Force Heroes. Um, I do enjoy Zelda games. I know this one's more of a multiplayer one, but I think I would still be able to enjoy some aspects of it, and I'm hoping to look forward to picking it up later on this holiday season. Nice. Um, continuing with the Zelda trend, Barry, with your number two choice. My number two, like Steve, is a remake of a game that came out at the same time as Ace Combat, and Steve's third choice, Monster Hunter 4, uh, and that's Majora's Mask 3D, uh, which is a game I enjoyed on the N64, but I haven't played it since 2000. I think I just played a little bit with the GameCube re-release, um, but that was the first time sitting down and actually replaying through the game. The graphics are nicely updated, just like Ocarina of Time 3D was. The 3D effects were cool. Uh, some little problems with the gyro, but, you know, they were minimal. Uh, it was a really, really good game to begin with. I mean, it's not a new game. It's a re-release, but it's at least a uh, an updated re-release. And uh, if you ha- what else is there to say? If you haven't played Majora's Mask in some form in the last 15 years, uh, it obviously doesn't attract you, and you probably aren't going to. But if you are even remotely curious, and you can't get an N64, and you like physical copies, uh, or a GameCube, for that matter, um, then get this. That's your homework assignment, right? Yeah. I, that, that was not a homework assignment because it's 15 years old, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back. And like I say, do your first grade homework again, damn it. You know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so finally, I have a choice. Well, kind of. Um, so my number two choice is a uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Um, that being said, I bought it. I just actually haven't played it yet. Uh, but I love this, I love the Mystery Dungeon games. Um, so I've, I've actually been meaning to the last couple of days. I've been wanting to play it. I just every time something keeps coming up. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. And and it would it might have, it probably would have been my first choice had I actually played it. But I felt like since I haven't officially played it yet i couldn't make it my first choice but so it's my second choice but i'm sure i'll enjoy it because it's pokemon mystery dungeon and i tend to enjoy those games more than the mainline pokemon games actually uh they're actually pretty fun and the stories are usually pretty good well that see that one i don't think i played i i really like explorers of time and darkness that those mystery dungeon games were some of my like favorite games ever like i almost cried like from the story and everything like they were top notch, um, so I'm hoping this one will be, you know, engaging and, and interesting. But uh, but we'll see. But that's my uh, my number two choice. Um, all right, Steve, what is your top 3DS game? My top 3DS game is I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess, and it's probably the same as Barry's. And so um, because of that. And because he's even bigger fan than I am, I think I, I feel comfortable um, letting him talk about it even more. Um, but it's Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, I, I've only played a little bit of it, and it, it's great. It's it's the, the Xenoblade Chronicles that was fantastic on Wii, and um, and even better on on 3DS because you can take it on the go and stuff like that. So um, I'll let him talk about it a little more. No, no. No, no. See, that was one of your homework assignments. So you got to keep talking. Well, this book is really good. I think you liked it. So uh, I'm going to let you do the report for me. No, uh, uh, keep talking. I, there's, there's not enough for me to talk about it yet. I just, 
I've tasted it enough to be like, yeah, this thing, this thing is awesome. But I know that you've played so much more that like, I feel like I won't give it adequate. <laughs> like, just giving it number one is really like, yeah. <laughs> Despite you giving it a number one, I'm giving your description an F. I want better from you. <laughs> Got to play more. Watch, uh, watch Barry's number one not be Xenoblade. Like, watch that happen, and Steve's going to be like, oh, great. <laughs> like, oh, man. I, I would be shocked. Well, I would be shocked. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out what it is. Um, but, Greg, what is your number one? Well, I did want to make a clarification. I did say I made three, I did play three 3DS games this year, and I did play Xenoblade Chronicles, but I can't say that I actually enjoyed it. So, um, I actually had to trade that one in because I didn't really care for it. Um, but my number one Barry is coming over from New Jersey to like, smack you down. Like, I can, he's already hopping in his car. I know. It's only got you know quiet. I'm, I'm giving. I'm, I'm upgrading Steve's grade to a D minus so that you can get the F. <laughs> Grading on the curve. <laughs> Where's that bell curve? I get a C, don't I? <laughs> Um, all right, so what was your what was your top choice then? It was the Majora's Mask 3D, and um, it was one of my first times really actually playing through the entire thing. I did, I never had the 64 version of it, but I did have the GameCube uh, bundle, and I did play it all the way through. I didn't complete all getting all the masks in that one though, just because I was kind of rushed for time to try and finish it in general. But I did enjoy playing it on the 3DS and being able to actually find all the masks. And I really liked all the new features they added in, like all the test books assignments and all that kind of stuff. So I know uh, Barry also went into length about that one. So I really agreed and I had a lot of fun playing it. That's about all I can say about it. Okay. So Barry, was Steve right for your number one choice? I got the honorable mention, sir, which, which uh, unlike right, you, right. Guys, actually do have several. Uh, that I'm just going to touch on quickly <laughs> for people who, who didn't play a lot of retail games for the 3DS that should probably go out and find these games to play. Uh, I'm not <laughs> going to mention any names here. Look on Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. He <laughs> was coming out. What, what uh, was that? Huh? Yeah. I, I um, think you may need to go to the doctor, Barry. The <laughs> <laughs> first one is uh, Codename Steam, which uh, didn't get a lot of love, and I know it was the best when it first came out, but after the patch, uh, it was a lot more fun. Uh, definitely worth it for strategy games. Uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, unlike Asana, I actually did play it. Uh, it's not all the way through, though, and it is great. You will love it. Um, it is definitely an awesome game. Um, Monster Hunter 4, uh, did play it, although not to the hours that I wish I could, unfortunately, but it's deep. Uh, Shovel Knight, which I wanted to put in my top three, but it was released last year, but being the retail, I, I got a retail, and, and I love it, so I have to put at least an honorable mention. And now, my number one choice was actually a tough one. Uh, one of my choices went to number one. The other one actually went to honorable mention. So that despite being tough, I didn't want them both there. And it was a tough choice between Xenoblade and the Zelda game, and I had to weigh them, and it was really, really tough, but the honorable mention goes to Triforce Heroes because as much as I love the game, there's too many people online that ruin the game. And in order to beat it, I had to get two other friends together to play through it because I just kept dealing with trolls that would just pick you up and stand there or throw you over the edge. 
and not do the puzzles. And it just got so frustrating because I couldn't do a single player, do some of the mechanics. And it was just too frustrating for that reason uh, due to the other people. And it was just, if you could have two players with a third clone, I would be fine. But but <laughs> one, uh so because I didn't that, even realize that would happen. <laughs> that's, that's funny, but bad at the same time. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, people do it all the time. There's a reason <laughs> they put a blacklist in there. But there's so many people that just go in there to troll, uh, and even if they just like, oh, I just want the first level again, the first level again, the first level again, that keeps coming up. It's like, come on. And then they give you the thumbs up and like the palms, like, yay, look what I did. And it's like, I hate you. Um, but no, Steve was right. My number one is Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Um, it was my favorite game of all of last generation, and that includes, you know, the the DS, the Wii, the the PS3, the Xbox 360, and the PSP. Completely was my favorite of all of those systems. Uh, so how could I not throw it up there in number one? It is a fantastic game. It's a fantastic role-playing game. If you haven't played it yet, that is your group homework assignment for everybody listening. You must play this game. Uh, it is worth buying a new system for. Uh, is it the best version of the game? No. Uh, if you can get the Wii version, definitely play the Wii version. Uh, there are some problems with the 3DS version. However, Wii version's expensive. Not everybody still has a Wii. I mean, you have a Wii U. You can play it on the Wii U, but if you can't get the Wii version, um, then get this. Um, it's just a great game. Don't trade it in or you're going to get an F. Uh, play it more and talk about it a lot or you're going to get a D-. minus. Um, Blade Chronicles 3D is my game of the year no for uh, 3DS. See, my major, major point with that game was that I got stuck. Like, I couldn't beat stupid the Nightmare guy because my guys wouldn't cooperate and do their chain moves. So that caused frustration beyond belief. And I really, I really look down on games that provide frustration. You got to level up then. Level up a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, but all my attacks only put like one damage each. The <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 3D uh, seems to be, you know, a game that's, that's popping up a lot. So definitely something to, to keep an eye on. Um, so my top 3DS game, I guess by default in a way, because I guess it's like the one 3DS game that I like played, um, is uh, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> there, there's some. You got this brand new 3DS to play too. <laughs> yeah. I, well, see, it's not it's not that I'm not playing the 3DS. I've been playing a lot of Smash Brothers and, like, other games, too. So I've been playing a lot of older games, just not, like, the newer stuff. Um, so that's the thing. That's like, if, if we could talk about Smash Brothers DLC and stuff, like, heck, yeah, that would be on all my list, you know. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, there's some aspects of it that, I, that, that the game introduced that I think would be really cool if they carried it over into the mainline series, like a lot of the extra detail and things that they added uh and the amiibo cards i mean are fun to collect and i like being able to bring in all the various villagers into the game and stuff um but that being said it is still kind of boring because it's just a small part of the animal crossing game uh my sister liked it she kept taking my 3ds and playing it but uh for me it's really kind of by default (laughs) pretty much pretty much so uh this is my sister's 3ds list right here for her top three games (laughs) but uh but yeah, so that's pretty much it for uh, for 3DS there. Um, but for Wii U, I promise I actually have some games to discuss. 
so let's do that then. Let's move on to Wii U. Let's talk Wii U retail titles. Steve, want to kick it off with your number three choice? Sure. And this is a game that um, that I have not gotten. Um, but so this is only based on what I've seen um, in terms of other gameplay that I that I've seen um, videos online. Um, things like that, and and the reason is not because I don't want it. Um, the reason is because I, it, it's this close to my birthday and Christmas, and it's on my list, and it, I might end up getting it for my parents or something like that. Um, you know, for my wife or something like that for um, a gift, and so I've I've held off on buying it. It's one of those very few things that I've actually held off on buying. Is by this time I just ended you know, up buying something I want um, instead of waiting. But um, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, is, is it looks fantastic and and it, I know I'm gonna enjoy it. I am probably never going to finish this game because because you know Blade takes hundred plus hours. I'm sure X is going to take even longer, and there's no way I'm gonna ever probably finish this game until I'm like 50 or something and still playing that Wii U maybe. Um, but uh, I know I'm gonna enjoy it, um, and therefore it has taken number three. Cool. All right, Greg, what is your number three choice? <clears throat> this is almost kind of, I had trouble ranking this one and my number two, but I ultimately decided with the Splatoon. Um, it was a great game. I had fun with the multiplayer and did all the single player missions, all the Amiibo missions. It was overall a great experience, but I think what really kind of pushed it down a little bit was when I finally got ranked battle is I, my team could never manage to win when I was playing it. I'd win like one of five. So then like every time I got a little bit of progress, then I'd lose it all within the next two, three matches. So it seemed like it was certainly impossible to get anywhere near that point. But um, as I was talking about with Xenoblade, anytime I get frustrated is usually when you stop. So then I'd go back to the normal fun mode and have to win all the time over there, or not all the time, but a more of a majority amount of time. So that's my number three pick was Splatoon. Okay. Uh, Barry, what's your number three choice? My number three is uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, uh, which is one of those games that, uh, you know, I saw lukewarm reviews all over, you know, like, oh, not even counting it as a big game. And, you know, I love the hell out of it. It's just besides the fact that it's cute, it's challenging. It's, you know, there's a lot to look for. There's a lot of hidden objects, you know, a lot of collectibles. And I love collectibles and, and platformers. But, you know, there are just some levels that really show that same 2D, you know, challenge like Tropical Freeze did and did so well. And it's just a great, great game. Uh, and I love the Amiibo support, too. Every, you know, with costumes and different Yoshis that you can be. And, the, you know, even two-player, you know, and two-player is just a lot of fun. It's one of those, if you like 2D platformers, if you're a fan of Yoshi Island, and you don't own this game already, you better be getting it for Christmas or go take your Christmas money and buy it because it's well worth playing. It's a lot of fun. Another homework assignment. <laughs> and you get this little cute little guy. Yeah, and you get the little yarn Yoshis, which are freaking awesome. Or you yeah, I've been trying to hunt down the mega one, man. That one is that one's tough. Um, but uh, not terribly tough. You just got to look. I mean, if you look really yeah, hard, a lot of money. one pop up in front of you out of nowhere, like a wild yarn. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that uh, Yoshi's Woolly World is a game that like I I didn't get a chance to buy it yet, but I, it's on my list of games to get, and I, I am excited about that one. Um, but my number three choice is one I actually almost forgot about this game until I was going back, and I was like, oh yeah, it released this year. Uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Um, I actually uh, uh, enjoyed uh, what I played of it. It's very similar in in a sense to Kirby Canvas Curse from the DS way back when, but uh, it was pretty cool and and. Um, I enjoyed what I what I played of it. It's it's fun to kind of you know control on the stylus on the gamepad um, and 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 mess around and and the uh, um, and the amiibo like power ups and stuff were were interesting as well. Um, so yeah, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse was my number three choice. All right, Steve, what's your number two? Apparently, I liked uh, Splatoon a little more than Greg because it jumped up to number two for me. Um, Splatoon is it, it's a really fun. I I kind of knew. I mean, if you go back to our podcast um, yeah. last year, then we knew Splatoon was coming out and everything, and we were playing it and like um, demos and, and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm really going to enjoy this game, and and it's true, I really enjoyed it. Um, I only wish I could play it more. I'm, I haven't played it in the last you know few weeks um, just because of life because I'm busy and I I've missed so many Splatfests and it's upsetting, um, uh, but uh, it's so fun and they keep supporting it. Like it's like every week, you know, at least, you know, you get some new weapon or, or some like new uh, maps that are coming out and all those different things. Um, it, it's one of those games that like that I, I didn't like, because I reviewed it. And, and in the very beginning I was like, you know, it's really fun, but it's kind of lacking. But now it's jam packed with, with stuff. And it's, it's definitely, one of those games that that has gotten better with time um, because they keep supporting it and um, it's really fun and and it's an FPS you know or third person shooter I guess that that I actually do well at <laughs> unlike like Call of Duty like where I go online and I just get destroyed um, by 11 year olds that that only play in their basements like all the time and then curse at you um, but uh, <laughs> but on Splatoon I was like actually I I do pretty well. Um, and and it's fun to 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 have a game like that that you know is is not just like you go online and you just get destroyed all the time. You actually you know stand a chance. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Greg, what is your number two choice? Um, was one that's already been mentioned. It was uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, I really love Yoshi games. Um, I usually try to complete them the best I can. I this one seems a lot better than the last couple that have come out, like the Yoshi's New Island and the Yoshi's Island DS. It's significantly better than both of those. I like all the new collectibles, and it's just so much fun. It's a very interesting take playing a yarn-like game, and you can like, turn everything into yarn, and everything looks gorgeous, and absolutely love it. Nice. Uh, all right, Barry, what's your number two? My number two is probably a lot of people's number one, uh, and that's Super Mario Maker. Uh, I, what's there not to say about this game? I mean, it's just a fantastic game to begin with. Um, I love the course designs. Uh, I know we've had some fun challenging each other uh, to different courses to be as evil as possible, uh, and I've seen some really evil courses. Uh, you know, I like the, the new events they've added. They're fun, the new costumes that you can add, and you know, I'm glad they brought those over to America because I know they had them in, in Japan. But if you've ever been of, you know, 
six-year-old kid playing Super Mario Brothers wanting to design your own levels, this is the game for you. And I just hope they add more things. I know slopes are big. I'd like to see more enemies like the angry sun that haunted me as a child uh, come back. And, like, other things like that, it was really great. But even as it is, it's a Mario game with infinite levels. Granted, some of those levels vary in quality. And some of them autoplay. Some of them are just downright devious. And others are a lot of fun. So you do have to weed through them. But overall, it's just a blast to play. Nice. Uh, my number two is actually the same as you, Barry. Super Mario Maker. Um, yeah. I, uh, um it's one of those games that I, I wish I had, I had gotten a chance to play it more, but um, what I have played, it, it seems easy enough to kind of get, get started in building a level, but also complicated enough that you can really get into some intricate level design. And it's really cool to see what other people design online as well. Uh, I mean, I'm personally not very creative in my levels, but just going online and seeing what other people make is, is really cool as well. So um, Super Mario Maker is my uh, number two. Uh, and I have a feeling we'll be hearing a lot more about this game. Uh, Steve? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll quickly, I'll, I'll mention um, some honorable mentions. Uh, Yoshi's Lily World was on my list of honorable mentions as well. And uh, Disney Infinity 3.0 um, is also on my list of honorable mentions. Um, I talked about this in a previous podcast, and, and um, Jeremy and I are going to be reviewing it um, soon with a video discussion. Uh, there's just so much content. It's like its own console in itself that's just this platform just keeps growing um and for the content alone it, it's just it's a really solid game there's just so much out there so um definitely both of those games um are worth mentioning but super mario maker is is my number one um for the wii u and and for all the reasons that you guys have said um it's a great game but at the same time i think what i want to mention is especially in light of the i think this is like the global um week of computer science um, is this week and like um, hour of code I think is happening this week or it has already happened this week um, that's like getting getting people um, especially kids into coding and developing and stuff this game really um, does a really cool job of, of getting people into um, game design and I think it, it's in a very simple way um, but I think it could have a potential to to really turn all uh, a brand new generation into some game developers or some app developers or whatever that you know this could be the thing that inspires them to to do something great um, for on computers or for video game you know consoles or whatever um, this could be something that kind of gets that going for for some people and I think that that alone is worthy to to mention about this game because not only is it fun to to play all this these infinite le- number of levels um me not even being very creative in my level design it's fun to to create levels it's fun <laughs> to like be able to instantly think okay this i could do this and this and just instantly do it and and play through it right away and you and you all of a sudden i've I've grown appreciation for um for level testers and for video game testers and and um and quality design and all that stuff that goes into a video game development man, I'm like, I've grown an entire appreciation for that entire process um, by playing this game. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's pretty cool to see what, uh, what the game has done. Um, Greg, your yeah, uh, uh, number one choice? <laughs> well, it's kind of hard to talk to anything else about Super Mario Maker, but that obviously was my number one. I reviewed it earlier in the year. 
absolutely had fun playing it. Um, as everyone said, there's infinite levels, and it will continue to reach closer to that level as more are created. Uh, I am looking forward to the, at least the next plan update that allows you to search through them. Um, I can't wait to have some sort of way to filter and add like a like almost like create a playlist of levels to go through. I think that would be really neat and really add to making to find levels a lot easier. Um, other than that, I mean, I've been a part of a few of the communities and sharing levels and creating levels and everything like that. And you get to see what other people are creating, and that's been a lot of fun for me. I, I think. Cool. So obviously, it seems Super Mario Maker is is pretty popular amongst the crew. Um, but what about you, Barry? What is your number one choice since Super Mario Maker was number two? Um, well, a couple of honorable mentions that were already said, like Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, which I reviewed. Uh, it, was, it was a great game uh, and, and definitely worth playing. Uh, Splatoon is my, you know, and honorable mentions. Was a, again, a great game. Had a lot of fun with it. A uh, couple lesser-known titles that people out there probably have not even heard of. Uh, Legend of K Anniversary was, was a blast to play. Uh, Rodia, the Sky Soldier, the Wii version is actually better, but since we don't have a Wii version category, yeah, i got to put it in the Wii U honorable mention. Uh, Shovel Knight, again, same deal, retail, finally get to play it. Um, and uh, Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams, Director's Cut, which is a uh, really interesting history behind that, that game series, and the fact that it's on uh, Nintendo consoles is really awesome. And the Wii U is the only one that got a retail release, so that's kind of cool. But my number one... Uh, would have been Zelda Wii U had it come out, possibly, but because it didn't, it made my choice very easy, and that is Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh, which I have not had a lot of time to play with, being that it just came out, uh, but it doesn't matter. What I've played, I love. What I've seen, I love. Everything about it, I love. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more emphasis in the story, and I know they didn't go with that, and that was one of the biggest draws for me with Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, was definitely the story. However, uh, the gameplay is just so awesome. The world is so massive. The it's just yeah, it's hundreds of hours, tons to do. Uh, definitely the type of game you know the Wii U needs. The definitely the type of game Nintendo should advertise more. Definitely the game that Nintendo is not advertising at all, let alone enough really. Um, and it's just yeah, what's there not to say about it? If you like JRPGs, if you like open world games, if you like MMO style, uh, then give it a shot, you know, just even just to explore. It's a beautiful, beautiful world that you get to explore, and to me, that's just awesome. I mean, you get to kill dinosaurs and giant robots. Come on. What nine-year-old inside of you wouldn't want to do that? Sounds cool. Um. So let's see. For me, um, I was going to say honorable mention, but it's more just like mentioning. I just wanted to say, you know, I haven't played much of Wii U, but one of the other games I did play was Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, which was kind of lame. So probably pass on it. Don't spend too much time on that game. Just letting you guys okay. know. I, I do want uh, your opinion. Have you played Mario Party 10? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I like What's Amiibo better? Festival Amiibo better Festival. than Mario Party 10. Really? Amiibo Festival better. And I say that because Mario Party 10 is just pure disappointment. And I just don't like the way that it plays. Amiibo Festival is boring, but in a way, like, it's accessible to a lot of people. Like, I actually went and I brought my Wii U over to my grandparents' house. 
and I played with my grandmother. And, like, she had just about as much chance of winning as I did in a way. So it's, like, all about luck, but at least it's accessible and it's kind of easy for people to play. Um, so in that sense, it's kind of neat. Um, but I, I haven't gotten the chance to play the mini games yet because you can get mini games with the cards. So I just unlocked those recently. So we'll see. Maybe that will bump up my rating of it. Who knows? Uh, but my number one choice, uh, is Splatoon, um, and that game is so much fun to play online. I wish I had more time to play it recently, but um, it's uh, it, it's it's just creative and, and, and interesting, and I love uh, the, the music in the game, the maps, the, um, just the whole just style of the game is, is, is just interesting, and it's, it's a lot of fun to play online, and I, and I really dig it. So uh, Splatoon is my uh, top choice for, for Wii U. So with that, that brings us to our overall choices. So all of us basically picked our top three overall Nintendo games for the year. And then what we did is essentially um, I took everybody's top three choices and everybody's number three choice was one point, worth one point. Their number two choices were two points and their top choices were three points. And I totaled up the points and crowned kind of our game of the year, which we'll get to in a bit. But first, let's kind of go through our top three choices based on everything that we've discussed so far. So your number three overall game, Steve, is? Might sound familiar. Xenoblade Chronicles X is my number three overall. All right. Number three for Greg is? I said Binding of Isaac. Okay. Barry, what's your number three? Before I say it, I do want to say one quick thing. Uh, Two years ago, I my my top three overall were the exact top three for the site. I predicted it perfectly. Last year I was off a little bit. This year I don't think I'm anywhere close. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I saying, will say I will say this. One person here, I'm not going to say who. One person here got the top three overall for Nintendo Fuse, and their top three matches it perfectly. I'm not, not going to say who. But, I know it's not me, but my number three is Super Mario Maker. Okay. Uh, My number three, um, kind of by default almost, uh, this is really sad, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. (laughs) Um, What? uh, How did that end up? There wasn't wasn't much that I really played, and I just kind of, yeah. Got to have an Animal Crossing one there somewhere. Quickly, I'm going to send you money. You're going to download uh, Adventures of Tips, <laughs> and you're going to play that, and then you're going to put that on your list. <laughs> That's your number three. Uh, there we go. Actually, now that I think about it, I probably could have just put Kirby and the Rainbow Curse or something instead. Oh, by I all I don't means. have that in my top three. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just going to swap that out. I'm just going to make that change right now on the cool. fly. Kirby and all the right. Rainbow Curse, number three. Clearly, that's not getting any points, though, as you can tell. Nobody else picked Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. I have to so, go back uh, and annotate this video and say, at this point, skip ahead <laughs> for 15 seconds. You don't want to hear the next one. Right. <laughs> we're, we're just going to say Hassan has been vacationing in the Amazon and has some, <laughs> caught some kind of weird flu that's made him delusional. That's, that's our story. There we go. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, all right, so on to our number two choices. Steve, what's your number two? Number two is Splatoon. Splatoon. All right. Greg, what's your number two? I said the Majora's Mask 3D. All right. Barry? Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. All right. My number two was Super Mario Maker. 
So that brings us all to our top choices. Steve? Well, as you can tell, um, right now I've just been working down my Wii U list of retail, and (laughs) therefore my number one is Super Mario Maker um, to capture, like, the rest of my Wii U list. Um, My my overall were my top three Wii U games. So Super Mario Maker is number one. I think Steve's the one who got it. (laughs) We'll see. Greg, what's your... Well, it's definitely not uh, having home designer on there. <laughs> I obviously said uh, Super Mario Maker. That was my experience since I've had this year. All right, Barry. Xenoblade Chronicles X. Big surprise. <laughs> and my top choice was Splatoon. So, tallying up all the points here, um, the uh, number three. Overall, Nintendo Fuse uh, game, number three, with four points, Xenoblade Chronicles X. So is Steve. <laughs> he lucky that. <laughs> <laughs> so that means number two, with five points, was Splatoon. And then number one, with nine points, our Nintendo Fuse 2015 Game of the Year, Super Mario Maker. So there we go. Is it a coincidence that it's also the the only Nintendo game that was on the Game of the Year for the uh, nominations for the Game Awards? Yeah, for Game of the Year. You know, it's actually Super Mario Maker is also the only game that all four of us picked on our top three list as well, Um, which I guess makes sense as to why it won, but at least it's the... the, So definitely pretty popular amongst the Nintendo Fuse crew. Uh, Super Mario Maker, definitely. Uh, Mike in the uh, chat as well said... uh, uh, his top three in order from first to last are Guitar Hero Live, Splatoon, and Mario Maker. Um, so very similar to me, except he takes uh, Guitar Hero Live over uh, Animal he's, Crossing. He's, so a, he's been playing it a lot. <laughs> he loves Guitar Hero Live. Like, I kind of want to get it just because he's been talking about it a lot and, and, and plays it like all the time. So I don't know. If, if it wasn't that that huge investment in brand new guitars, I can't use my old ones, um, then I would I would have been jumping on it a lot earlier than this. But if only I could use my own one. Well, the new guitars are completely different. That's why. They're like I know, but it's still more money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know I, have like, I understand guitars? why it's more. I just wish it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> they should do right. a guitar trade-in depot. Fit in an old guitar. They should. Like, I thought, like, in my mind, though, I, I was thinking, like, well, I, I wish I would have gotten into Rock Band because the new Rock Band uses the old equipment. Right. Like, that would have been easier for me to make that changeover. Um, I guess I could use my Guitar Hero guitars in the new Rock Band, um, but I don't know. I like Rock Band better than Guitar Hero and the older ones, but my wife fell in love with the new Guitar Hero, so it's like, all right, uh, you make the decision for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, so Super Mario Maker is our game of the year, so if you haven't played it, you know, obviously, you need to go play it. Um, it's there's a million reasons why it's, it's worth trying out. Um, it's it's definitely a, a great game. So uh, this holiday season, if you don't have it, put it on your on your Christmas list. Uh, put it on your wish list. It's, it's definitely uh, a, a good game to have. And if you already do have it, well, we have plenty of other great suggestions, as you've heard from many people. I have my own list that I need to have, have to put together now of games <laughs> to go by. Um, but that is our and, best and of 2015. Does your, does your list include... 
Yes, that is my uh, top <laughs> choice on my list right here. It includes Happy Home Designer again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go trade in Happy Home Designer. I didn't catch it, no. Hold on, don't put um, that on. Happy Home Designer. I find the digital version. My wife actually likes Happy Home Designer, so I'm not going to knock it too much. She likes it. Your wife and husband? Yeah, like I said, there there are some, some interesting pieces of it that I introduced to the Animal Crossing series. Um, I'm just still, like, upset that it's not – that we don't have another full new Animal Crossing game, but – that's a whole different topic right there. Um, but anyways, that's our best of 2015, guys. Um, so we'll be back uh, maybe at this point in the new year probably. So um, hope you all have a, have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll be back in 2016 to talk NX, you know, new Amiibo and whatever else comes down the road. Plus, whatever news comes from the Smash Brothers. Yeah, Smash Brothers broadcast soon as well. Um, so, so hope you all have a great holiday. Not just Christmas. Happy Hanukkah is going on and happy Kwanzaa. And, you know, you've got to be politically correct here, man. Some of us Exactly. Happy holidays to everyone. <laughs> um, you don't want Trump on Happy you. holidays to all. No, no, I mean, yeah, I don't celebrate Christmas either. So, <laughs> But, hey, it's, for most people, it's a day off to play games. So if you don't celebrate Christmas, enjoy the day off, play some video games, have fun. That's probably what I'm going to do. So it'll be great. You have um, a lot of catch up on too <laughs> yes exactly uh definitely definitely he's just gonna be paying a happy home designer all day long that's <laughs> amiibo festival he's gonna build himself a happy home to play happy home designer in amiibo festival mm-hmm. <laughs> hey i still need to collect all the rest of the cards too so that's that sure ps4 doing. yeah that's true Starting oh PlayStation you know, uh, wave two comes out in uh in january Get that wallet ready, Asan. we got to buy a lot of cards. The stress is killing me. I haven't even completed Wave 1. It's killing me. I bought so many booster packs, too. So many, and I still don't have all of Wave 1. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's a mess. But <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you all so much for, for listening and, and watching. As always, happy holidays to everyone, and we'll see you next year. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Happy holidays. See ya.